I was born enough. So often we think and feel I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. It's not enough. My effort wasn't enough. Fill in the blank. But I think there's some resonance for all of us there. I think that is truly uh, a shared human experience that we feel as though maybe we're broken or different in a way that's not good. And it, therefore, it's not good enough. And that for me was very toxic, especially being that I call myself a recovering perfectionist. I spent my whole life seeking to be perfect, to win, to be number one. And so when I finally just heard that, that I was born enough, that there was nothing that could have happened in my life and there was nothing that I could do now to take away from that wholeness. And it just brings me a sense of peace. I feel good and I feel like me and that I can love myself. Okay, wonderful. Hey, Jess, welcome to the show. Thank you, Christy. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Jess King, everyone. She's a Peloton instructor, a life coach. You have your own company. You do like mindfulness and coaching for your life to make it better and just a little bit of everything. Um, but I'm going to let you... Don't forget DJ now. Oh my gosh. The thing I'm most excited about... <laughs> DJ. Okay, good. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us like what you're currently doing, how your work life is. Well, it's a loaded question. I am currently in terms of DJing, practicing and trying to be good at, at this thing that I love so, so much. Um, I love it. Typically, I'm a physical performer coming from a dance background. Yeah. I've always communicated with my body. Now I'm in fitness again. Uh, extreme levels of physicality and teaching is so fun because it's very cerebral and um, it's challenging me in new ways. So I'm really, really loving it. And, but yeah, there's a lot going on between my maternity leave now being over. I'm a mom. I have this amazing new role, I guess you could say, or hyphen to add. <laughs> and then coming back to Peloton full time, full swing, full intensity, um, and then integrating being a DJ into all of it, plus my wellness practice. It's uh, the full plate and a full house. I was about to say, so do you find time to rest ever or are you just doing things all the time? I do. I, I do my best to protect my sleep and try and get minimum eight hours every single night. Um, but it, it, it catches up by the end of the week. I feel it. And uh, that's why making time throughout my week for recovery, physical therapy, meditation, downtime is really critical. Yeah, I'm sure. I would love to know, and I'm sure all the listeners would love to know a little bit about what brought you to Peloton. I think that's probably where most people know you from, unless they watched So You Think You Can Dance, right? Yeah. In yeah, 2008. Yeah. So, Can you believe it? Oh my gosh, that is wild. So um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your path here, maybe a little bit about your dance life and then how that translated into a Peloton instructor. Sure. So I was a dancer my whole life. I was identified artist, um, a creative, a mover. And I went from being a professional dancer for about 
engineers per se you think you can dance living in LA, living Vegas, shot I gotta do New York, like of all the places, like as a dancer, I gotta get to New York. They're from the East Coast, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I wanted to come back to the East Coast. So I came back to New York or I came to New York and then I found myself in a very unique situation where my dance could only take me so far because then they'd be like, hey, we want you to sing. Hello, Broadway. And I'm pretty talented, but singing is not one of my (laughs) talents. So I found myself in a pretty dark time, actually. Um, Personally, I was in a very toxic relationship and just trying to navigate my way. I found my way to this kind of a cabaret style nightclub here in New York and somebody said to me hey there's this thing and this was before Peloton was anything so he said there's this thing it's called Pedalton and um you know which I think is hysterical and I think he'd be great at it and I really really resisted it I was like, no because my mom was always in fitness a bodybuilder she had her own gym personal trainer aerobics instructor so I grew up around it and in the environment i very much resistant like no i'm not my mom like i'm an artist i'm a dancer i don't want to do fitness but i was also incredibly broke and i thought i might as well just have this conversation and so i i met with the team and i learned about the vision for peloton and that we would be global that it would stream fitness classes into people's homes everywhere and i thought wow that's that's amazing like i know because i'm an athlete i can ride the bike and I have with me in my arsenal musicality rhythm um, all of the things that were required to you know be good at this job and I thought I have a lot to say but I want to make sure that the impact of what I say lands and has the intention that I want it to have so when I agreed to come on at Peloton at the same time, that's when I went and got my life coaching certification to really learn how to take what I intuitively felt or understood about all of our humanity, but be able to channel it into really powerful questions. And it's so that they land right at that moment of vulnerability when we're physically exhausted, when we're searching for more, we're in that moment. I feel like it's it's such an opportunity to really offer someone the chance to feel something true, hear something new, or really experience a part of themselves that they may or may not have felt before. So that was the year-long certification. So once I really got a grip on how to express the thoughts and feelings that I had, not just physically through movement, but then vocally and verbally on the bike, I think I really started to hone in on my craft at Peloton. That's incredible. I mean, I love Peloton. I love all the instructors, but I will say your classes are like a spiritual experience and you can really feel that. So I think that was like a beautiful addition to becoming an instructor is having this very acute awareness of psychology and how to get people motivated. And you can really feel that in your classes. So um, I think that's beautiful. I also am wondering if you ever anticipated that Peloton would have become or just you as a celebrity really would have become what you are now was that like oh yeah I'm going to be pretty famous from this or are you still kind of surprised by it no I had absolutely (laughs) no idea I just 
what I did know was that I wanted to influence not just a live audience the way I was used to in my dance performances, but I wanted to have a profound impact on the world for good. And um, when I learned that our classes would have thousands of people in them that we would have reach. I mean, sometimes when I go to live shows, let's take Madison Square Garden, for example, I'll turn around and I'll look. Let's pretend I have floor seats. Okay. <laughs> I'll turn around and I'll look at everyone. And I believe that then you have, well, depending on the show, anywhere between 17,000, 21,000 people. And we regularly have that many people taking our classes, just oh, one yeah. class up to 100,000, I think, wow, right? This one class has the reach of three, four, five times Madison Square Garden. So um, no, at the time, I had no idea. I didn't get into it for that reason. Um, I did, however, get into it knowing that I had something powerful and true and real to offer the world. And I was going to have the opportunity to have that impact and influence on more than just what my app could see. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, the next question, the one everyone's been waiting for, Jess, what is yeah. the best advice you've ever gotten? I've gotten a ton of advice, but I do think the one that has influenced a lot of my success is comes from my mom. And she grew up as a, she was a golfer, very um, prestigious golfer in Santiago, Chile. She came to America on a golfing scholarship. And you know, when you play golf, there is one hole. And so she always said to me, dead aim, dead aim. And that, because we have so many distractions, whether they be external or voices inside, whenever I wanted something, let's take, say you think you can dance as an example. I wanted to be on that show with all of my heart, with all of my soul. I auditioned for season three, made it through to Vegas, made it through a couple rounds, got cut. And I thought, okay, now I know how to train for the next year so that I can get on this show. And that's what I did. I was so focused for the entire year and throughout that very long audition process to get on that show. And I thought, dead aim, dead aim. There was no boys or people or riffraff or anything that was going to get in my way. And so from that, those two little words, dead aim, I've been able to apply that to everything in my life. And it's just extreme focus. Um, it doesn't have to be so aggressive, like dead aim, but it is this concept of narrowing in that focus to that one thing and then bringing all of your resources to, why don't I, I felt when it's the answer, <laughs> bringing all of my internal resources, external resources in alignment with that one thing and being able to accomplish it. I love that. What would you say is your dead aim right now? Or do you have several things? Mm -hmm. I would say that I need to bring that back <laughs> into, into focus for myself because I currently feel like I have, you know, my hands in, in lots of different pools right now. And I really want to bring acute focus and attention to becoming not just a DJ, but a producer eventually and um bring some focus into that. I also bring healing my body and coming back from being pregnant postpartum has been a focus of mine and doing that not with 
you know, aggressive training or restrictive dieting, but mostly just trusting my body, holding her, loving her, celebrating everything that she has accomplished. Um, you know, having a healthy baby feels like such a gift and a miracle and a blessing. And I'm in awe of what, um, what I was able to do. Um, so my focus has been on that recovery or that journey back from pregnancy, my family, and of course, bringing Peloton back into focus and reconnecting with the members and giving them classes and content that is still integrated and creative and refreshing and new and um, yeah, being a kick-ass DJ one day. I love it. There can be a dead aim on several things. That's the beautiful thing about being human. You can focus on several things and commit 100% to several things. Um, I also am wondering, as a new mom to the cutest little kid that I've seen on Instagram, um, what is the best advice that someone has given you about motherhood? Um, One of my friends, Robin Arjan, who made it Peloton, I'm sure we all know who I'm speaking of. When I first got pregnant, and it took me a, about a year to get pregnant, and I said, oh my gosh, I'm finally here. What what can you say to me? Being someone who's not just gone through pregnancy before, but pregnancy as a Peloton instructor, which feels a little bit different because our body's going through all of these changes, and we're so vulnerable, and here we are so exposed. And she just said the one thing that, inevitably you will have to confront one way or another is surrender and the sooner that you can surrender to whatever's going on physically emotionally mentally that day the less suffering you will experience and so for me it was like the first thought that i had anytime i was feeling fatigue or queasy or i don't know it, it didn't matter what the challenge was. I would, that was my first go to just surrender. Surrender to the experience of right now, surrender to what you're feeling right now. And by doing so, I was able to just be with myself. And I think for so many of us, especially me, we're very good at doing. And we try and bring that doing into when we feel discomfort. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. What can I do about it? And so often my calling has always been. They you do a lot. How can you be with this instead? And that for me was a huge learning tool that I was able to bring to pregnancy. And, and the answer was always like, just surrender to how you are right now. This will inevitably change. This is not forever. And just be compassionate, be loving, be present. And that allowed me to just, I, I feel like I... I just owned my pregnancy in, in, in all its power and glory. And I felt incredible the entire time when I felt foxy. And I just, um, that thought of surrender and being with whatever showed up just gave me so much agency. So you like to feel more control um, when everything else felt so out of control. I love that. I think that's especially inspirational because as a Peloton instructor, I think people are like, oh, she's just always pushing herself. She's always trying to go to the max. 
And there are times to push yourself and there are also times to just recognize that some things are out of your control and you just have to let them be. And something like pregnancy, like your body is going to do what it's going to do and after a certain point you have no control over it. And I think that's beautiful that you just leaned into it and allowed it to happen and it produced a beautiful miracle. So it worked out. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I now am going to shift it and say and ask, what advice would you give to someone who is where you were early on in your career or just at a really like pivotal, difficult time in your life where you weren't sure how you were going to move forward? What would you tell them if they're struggling right now? I mean, I have so many things that I would say. However, say them all. Think, you can share them all. Well, I hit. I think one of the most powerful and important ones. Oftentimes, when we want something, we look to the other people and that lane or category who have done it before us or done it better. And I would say, look inward rather than outward. I think the compare and despair. Um, notion is so so true anytime I would compare where I was on my journey to somebody else or where I was currently versus where I wanted to be I just felt shitty and so I would say anytime that I had the courage enough to look inward and really honor my weirdness honor my fire that's where all of the ideas and the fuel to forage that path and essentially create a new category, which is what Peloton is. It's, we invented this category. It wasn't from comparing ourselves to others. It was about just really celebrating and embracing who we really are. I think at the beginning of it, there was such a question of, and I think so many of us face this now, like, what is your brand? What is your brand? Who are you? Where is your brand? And this question was like so annoying to me. I'm like, what do you mean with my brand? I just, I'm just me. I'm just me. But really asking myself tougher questions like, well, who are you then? And at first, I didn't necessarily want to be who I was. I thought I needed to be somebody who was put together, somebody who was a little more polished, not so quick to react or be fiery or... um whatever it might be. But then I soon realized like, no, 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 actually, those are all of the things that make me unique. Those things are my superpower. So I would say rather than compare yourself to others, have the courage to learn who you are, to fall in love with you, with who you are, and then share it with the world. Oh, I love that. That was beautiful. I love it. Yeah. So poetic. Uh, Oh, no, like truly like, OK, everyone hire her as your life coach. <laughs> truly, um, I would love to know if you have any favorite quotes or any mantras or affirmations, things that you say to yourself on a regular basis. Is there anything right now that you're repeating? Yes, I always return to this one because it was such a profound learning to me when I heard it, when I let it in, when I let it be true. And this I did learn from life coaching is that I was born enough. So often we think and feel I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. It's not enough. My effort wasn't enough. 
fill in the blank. But I think there's some resonance for all of us there. I think that is truly uh, a shared human experience that we feel as though maybe we're broken or different in a way that's not good and it therefore it's not good enough. And that for me was very toxic, especially being that I call myself a recovering perfectionist. I spent my whole life seeking to be perfect, to win, to be number one, to have the best lines and dance, to be the most flexible, to get the choreography the fastest, to be able to do the most tricks. And while it served me to a certain degree, it certainly made my experience painful because you can't ever achieve that. You will inevitably get rejected, especially in the dance industry. You will fail. You will fall. That is part of wholeness. And so when I finally just heard that, that I was born enough, that there was nothing that could have happened in my life and there was nothing that I could do now to take away from that wholeness. And so I say to myself all the time when like, oh, I didn't accomplish the 800 things on my to-do list today. I say to myself, but I'm enough. My soul is enough. I and full. And it just brings me a sense of peace. It, it calms me down. It brings me home and allows me to just feel okay with where I am in the present moment. And since the present moment is all we have and we're seeking peace, love, joy, happiness at all times anyway, if I can remove my own narrative that is creating suffering, which is telling me you didn't do enough today, you wasn't good enough today, your class wasn't good enough, your hair, your makeup wasn't good enough, you weren't a good enough mom. All of these thoughts, if I can just say, no, but I, I, my spirit is enough, it, it trumps all of that. It silences all of that and just returns me into a place I feel, I feel good and I feel like me and that I can love myself. Beautifully said. I think that's incredible. I think a lot of people could learn from that. Last question that I have for you, because I feel like your energy is always high. It's always positive. Every class I take of yours, I am sure that you go into those classes a lot of time. You're like, I'm not feeling it today. Like today is not my day. How, (laughs) How do you, I just am like dumbfounded, truly. Like, how do you do that on days where you're off and yet you have to be on camera and motivate thousands of people I just don't know how you do it. And it's always so motivational. And you're like, oh, Jess is having the best day. Honestly, I think performance rescues me. It always has. I'm very emotional. I'm very in tune with my emotions. I give myself permission to feel and explore my emotions. But sometimes I can get stuck. And I can get stuck in the valley, whether it's a season of my life or just a dip in my day. And anytime. The curtain rises or the red light goes on and we are in a live performance. It's it's this a training. My whole life I've been trained to rise above myself and perform and perform. And the performance, however, though, it's not um, like smoke and mirrors. It's very true. It's very real. It's super authentic. So I use how I'm feeling or how I know maybe somebody else on that leaderboard might be feeling and I speak to it and I move through it. And by doing so, not only am I experiencing the chemical reaction of working out, right? 
your endorphins go up, all of the positive benefits of working out. Um, but I'm also have the discipline to move my mindset into a space that is serving myself and others where the ego mind or the human mind can often get stuck in these cycles of, you know, dwelling on what's not good. Uh, I use my physical resource, the opportunity I have to uplift and motivate others. And it's just kind of like, there's that dead end thing again. It's, everything else shuts down. I'm like, focus on this one thing. And it's quite miraculous how 20, 30 minutes, 45 minutes later, I am totally transformed myself and others included. So that's why fitness is, is such a lifeline um, because if ever I'm feeling shitty, which it happens, <laughs> it happens. Then when I move my body, whether it's for myself or with our members, I'm immediately transformed. I feel totally different and I can access my truth, my joy, my power. And I, I, I feel genuine love, um, which is really such a gift. That is beautiful. One of my favorite things, I don't know if it's a quote, I don't know where I read it, but it, I always remind myself of this when I'm having like a bad day and I'm about to go work out and I don't feel like it. It's like you are one workout away from a better day. And I feel like that is so true. It really does transform you. But it's one thing taking the class. It's another thing teaching it and being able to get yourself out of that dark space or bad space over and over again is like a muscle that I think you've just really strengthened throughout time. And I think everyone could learn from that. And also and I trust it. Yeah, I trust yeah. it, too, which is so major. I just I know that within one song, five minutes, whatever it might be, get my heart rate up one time that it changes and it shifts. The shit shifts. And um, to double down on the thought you just said that we're always one workout away from a better day, we're always one thought away from a radically different life experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so... You couldn't have even done this better. You circled back to your main advice, which was dead aim. You mentioned the shift, the name of the podcast, and something you say frequently in your rides. So really, this was like the perfect synopsis. I couldn't have asked for a better summary, Jess. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> This has been beautiful. I was so excited to interview you and you did not disappoint. Truly, this was like taking a ride, but in a conversation and you're a beautiful human and you're doing so much good and truly transforming people's lives, my own included. I cannot tell you how many of my bad days have been shifted by your classes. So thank you for that. Um, we just want to ask people or tell people where they can go to follow you, what's coming next. Let's support Jess. Thank you. Yeah. So you can come to my Instagram or TikTok. They're both the same, Jessking NYC. Um, definitely reach out, hit me up, follow along. And then of course you can find me at Peloton. If you want to, you don't even have to have a piece of hardware. You can download the I'm on the tread as well. I do outdoor classes um, and there's always fun and exciting new things to come. So yeah, definitely reach out, follow along and stay tuned for, yes. you know, 
my next DJ event. You could all, could, yes. I'm still hesitant to like, to like put it out there. I kind of want to like do a little bit here and there and here and there and then be like, okay, everybody comes. But um, we'll get there. I think this summer for sure. I want to throw a big party. Oh my gosh. Everyone stay posted for that. I am sure it will be nothing short of extraordinary considering everything you do and are. Um, thank you you so much for joining us everyone go take her classes if like she said download the app I do the run sometimes like I don't have a tread I just do it on a treadmill or outside they'll make your day better they'll make your life better you won't regret it Um, thank you so much for coming on the show Jess thank you for having me it was was a fun little chat I'm excited to share this with everyone and to all of our listeners thank you for listening to The Shift (laughs) 